Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Cycle Podcast, um, the podcast talking to the personalities, the groups, and the brands that make the UK and London just an incredible place to be a cyclist. I'm Cam, and, and this is NJ. Hi. And uh, we wanted to start this first episode a bit of Q&A about us and, first of all, why we started this podcast. So, NJ, maybe question for you, why why did we start this podcast? Uh, just as your intro suggests, uh, I'll start that again. I was sort of scratching my nose, and it was like <laughs> the foot. Yeah, uh, that is a good question, Cam. Why did we start this podcast? Uh, I think we were in the Isle of Wight, just chatting about cycling, London, the pro scene, yeah. uh, and we just enjoyed it. Uh, and we're like. Let's video it and let everyone watch us talk about this thing because we're so self-indulgent. Uh, <laughs> but show off for a bit. Yeah, show off. Be like, name some random Belgium guy uh, who wants some like. Look all these people. Look all these people we know. Look how much GCM we watch. I know. But on a serious note, it was more about I guess showing off the clubs and the brands. Well, I'd say mainly the clubs because we. We know of clubs. Um, we know our mm. friends are in these clubs. But we don't know how they started, what kind of, I guess, vibe they have, what their sort of MO is. And I think it's just like a quite uh, a good way of getting to know people in the London scene a bit better. How, mm. how, what, what are your think, thoughts on this? I think, I think maybe it's, uh, so everyone who cycles who I know is a bit of a loner, right? I think cycling's a bit of an individual sport. It's not like yeah. playing football or, or rugby or anything like that. And I think if you look through Instagram or you see people on Strava, it appears that everybody's cycling together and everybody kind of knows each other, right? And what I'm really keen to maybe get out of the podcast is who are these kind of people or who are these groups or you know, what are these brands doing that are kind of building that community and, and making it good to be a cyclist? Like you know, for years, I cycled on my own and I'm now the other way where I really dislike cycling on my own. And I really enjoy just, you know, more hanging out, yeah. vibing mm. than, uh, than actually, than actually riding. So, the social riding. Yeah, that, I'm the copy crawls. Hey, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to getting to know, the person that has the fastest time around Regent's Park. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to um, cycling beef and uh, <laughs> putting forward our agenda of wearing white bib shorts. It is propaganda. This is a propaganda podcast, really, isn't it? <laughs> I, I was thinking of like, how could you make uh, like before it's come out? I was thinking this is just a po- pyramid scheme podcast. We'll keep telling people we we say that we've interviewed people, and then like nothing ever happens. Mm. Get a load of followers and then who knows what happens <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, um, we are I, actually making content you want me to maybe run through um do you, sorry i'll start again i interrupted yeah. you um shall i maybe run through who we've got coming up on season one absolutely let's have a let's let's treat everyone who who, who if all goes well we're in december mm. who who have we got in december so uh, we've got in December. Sorry, let me start again because mm. you might need to cut this. In yeah. fact, you will need to cut this. Sorry. I should have had the schedule open when yeah. I decided to actually say that question. 
right. So do you want to ask the question again? Yeah. So Cam, who do we have in December on our pod? Actually, I don't want. So I, I don't. First, I, I don't want to call it a pod. It makes me sound like <laughs> I like people who say pod are like a cringe, and then here's me being like, "Who's on the pod?" Uh, so Cam, ask, uh, yeah. so Cam, who do we have on? Okay, uh, right. One, two. Right, hang on, sorry. It's <laughs> uh, a really good point, and now I hate myself. That keeps I keep texting people. Come on the pod. Yeah. Oh, who am I? You said it. At, you said it at ruler. Uh, maybe we keep this in just has to be like <laughs> but when you when you would be like we're uh, we've started a pod <laughs> I was like oh no <laughs> we're those guys <laughs> I listen to a podcast called Chatterbix and all they talk yeah. about is how embarrassed they are to be on a podcast mm. and how they go on the um, the podcast charts on iTunes every day and look and wonder why they're not above it but all they do is talk about the charts and how crap they are at podcasts <laughs> Well, I told when I told Christina I was doing this, I was like, you know, your lifelong dream of your boyfriend starting a podcast, it's happening now. It's happening right now. <laughs> you know, as an, on Twitter, there's always like those like uh, like meme meme tweets where it just talks about like you know you you know you're like getting to a certain age when your boyfriend says that he's starting a podcast with one of his friends. <laughs> um. But anyway, Cam, uh, who do we have on the pod in January? No, no, start that. Cam, who do we have on the pod in December? You said pod again. Oh, for fuck's sake! We're, we're just deep. We're deep in it. We've we've laughed at the people, but we've become. So, Cam, can you tease the listeners about who we, who some of the guests we have coming up? Yeah, of course. So we've got Yannick White from CGC. Love GFTL it. boys. Perfect. Trash Mile. Nice. They're coming on. Uh, Angry Pablo. They're coming on. That's sick. And then some of our great friends, Donna McConnell, Gareth Winter, to name a few. So a really good mix, diverse bunch. And I think some of the great people that make cycling in the UK an incredible yeah. place to be. Perfect. With that, let's head to a break. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, in this next section, me and Cam are going to do a, a, a little Q&A just so you get to know our personalities a bit better. So, Cam, mountains mm. or cobbles? What do you prefer watching? What would you prefer riding on? So, watching cobbles, I think you and I are very similar in the spring classics. Are I prefer watching the spring classics. I do. Um, like a, a, a one terms, day race is good. A one day race is much much more entertaining. Hundred percent. And I'm and I prefer that kind of riding too. I I'm one of those people. I like putting all the layers on. I don't mind crap weather. I will ride in the rain if I have to I'll ride when it's like really freezing cold outside um don't get me wrong riding in alpine roads where they're smooth and you do 70k an hour is incredible but I'm cobbles over mountains every day how about you what are you uh I've been to the mountains I've not ever ri- well I've ridden on cobbles but not like Belgium cobbles um 
I think I prefer to view watching cobbles on TV because that's like, you know, <laughs> the sleepiness, the nature, the the toughness of it. But when it's you and you're like mm. 25 mil like time, you're like, woo, 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 woo. it's, 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 you, you don't have, <laughs> you don't have the speed for it. You have to like, you have to be going quite fast for it to like bounce and be smooth over those cobbles. Uh, so I think I'd rather just like climb, climb mountains. Uh, and then you get nice views, take nice pictures. Uh, and usually it's quite sunny. Uh, I can go out in the cold and horrible weather, but I much prefer going out in the sun. And I feel like every time you see the mountains, it's usually like sunny, right? Apart from if you watch the Giro, where it's like snowy and you can't see any pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of who's your, well, you and I both watch a lot of uh, cycling, road cycling, yeah. pro racing, right? And first of all, RAP GCN. If this comes yeah. out early December, as we're intending, uh, the GCN app will only have one week more to live. Sad day for all cycling fans, I think. Yeah. Um, but who's your favorite pro? Who do you like watching? Or who have you liked watching in the past? I know you've been watching pro cycling a little bit longer than me. So all time, current, who's your favorite yeah. pro? Uh, I say all time, be Andy Schleck back in, and Fabian Cancellara back in the CSC days. Uh, love that team. My friend. Uh, with with Yenzi as well. Uh just I don't know. There's just something about Andy Sleck, watching him climb, dance up those mountains. Um and then Alberto fucking Contador robbed him of his yellow jersey. Oh uh, no. That, yeah, that was, I, I was that. distraught. I was distraught for him. Uh and then Kenchalara, you know, if anyone's watched the classics, he's just a he's just a beast. There are rumors he had a motor in his bike, but I don't want to believe those things. I don't want to believe those things. He, he was he's our Spartan, <laughs> our Spartacus. I mean, so uh, so Cam, uh, who did you enjoy watching uh, when you were growing up? Uh, I'm gonna have to say Fabian Cancellara as well. Obviously, friend of mine, you could say, friend of the podcast. Yeah, maybe a story for another time. <laughs> but um, yeah, Fabian Cancellara. Always, although I have a bit of a soft spot for Bradley Wiggins. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember when he came third at the tour. You remember he was running? I think he was running for Garmin at the time. Oh yeah, Garmin. Yeah, and and I think he's maybe even his after cycling career. I think he's been pretty honest and pretty open about what he went through, and I think that's more yeah. kind of impressive to me. I know obviously. He's, impressive winning the Tour de France and being a massive Olympic gold medalist, all that kind of yeah. stuff. But um, but for anyone who hasn't, just for the next question, if anyone hasn't been on YouTube and seen Bradley Wiggins um, cycling in the winter for FTJ <laughs> when he's doing the cross, when he's doing cyclocross and uh, he, the guy's talking to a camera and Brad falls off the bike. So uh, we'll maybe we'll put that in the show notes, but it's uh it's, it's good video i text that to you as a reference and you got it straight away and i was like this podcast <laughs> is gonna work <laughs> it's, it's iconic lit he's in like all white and you just see him fall off in the background but what i like about Bradley wiggins is that he's got a great personality as well he kind of makes you mm. laugh says funny stuff especially when he's on that bike in like the tour de france and he's like interviewing like oh, yeah, yeah. all the cyclists <laughs> and getting told off about it um because there's quite a lot of i guess pros who are like all they've done is cycle so when it's kind of like mm. you put a microphone in front of them they're like quite standard they don't not to say that they don't have a personality they're very much like 
kind of i guess reserved is because i guess quite a lot of their training is them by themselves uh being a pro uh, and all yeah. they care about and their only dream in life was to i guess be a professional cyclist uh whereas i feel like Bradley Higgins, <laughs> his other personalities come out like his love of mod well mod mod rock is that what it's called um and just yeah. fashion and all of his tattoos and stuff like that you, he's a bit of a i guess a geezer the real question on everyone's lips what is what 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 is better regents or richmond north versus south the biggest cycling battle there is so yes uh so i used to live in wimbledon plot twist i don't anymore i live in ripley and sorry just outside of cobham uh i now prefer regents to richmond i used to love a richmond because it was yeah. 15 minutes from my house easy and i never really used to cycle in town so i lived in london for 12 years never really went in just used to do richmond and that's about it covid happened then i started banging around laps in in regents and now i have a massive love i feel i was never there for when regents was like pre-covid when maybe it's a bit quieter but now it's just yeah. like hundreds and hundreds of cyclists and i think that's great fun and there's good coffee uh Rafa's down the road, Via's down the road, Fortitude, never been, heard it's good. Yeah. And yeah, how about yourself? What are you? You're so you're from North London, right? Uh I here's a plot twist. I did actually live in Tooting. Uh and I would bang I would bang Richmond Richmond laps all the time. Um mm. and I'd never really gone to Regents. Uh I'd gone rock a couple of times, but I'd always just go Richmond Park because I like I like climbing on the bike so you have the like short sharp hill and the long drag so i was like oh this is fun do like two laps think i've done like a big workout go home uh but uh i guess from moving to north london i started hitting up Re regents more uh and i guess yeah. the whole like I'd, like i'd never really ridden flat flat and fast before um and when you get to regents it is like full gas all of the time uh even chat laps yeah. get like spicy it just needs one person to like kick it off and then it's just like everyone is go yeah uh, i love that so it's like i didn't really enjoy flat because most of my riding was like alone so you're just like oh i'm just cruising um and then when it came to like heels yeah. i absolutely blitz it when you're solo but i guess when you're in a group flat riding is much more fun than going up heels because everyone's at different abilities with heels whereas at flat you can kind of hide a bit in draft and all of that stuff so I'd say I guess I find Regents a bit more fun than Richmond, and Richmond's bit a bit of a playground now with all the I guess is it safety measures or is it just traffic measures? I don't really you know all the the weird bollards that they put up there. Traffic calming measures, I believe they're technically known as bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I feel like what building a a wooden bollard on the bottom of a a, a hill is probably not like the safest thing to do. <laughs> so I think it's time that we delve into some fashion as we mentioned earlier we have white beard pro propaganda what is where did the love of white shorts come from is it just in shorts does it go to tights as well um, is it are you pairing the white shorts full white from head to bottom or head to toe I should say or is it more just you, you should, the foundation is the white bib and then you you mix colors around it. 
That's a good question. Now, this is a white bib safe zone. Okay. Coming from the cold. Daddy's home. <laughs> white bibs. White bibs are look super pro. And I will say that ignore the people that say white bibs aren't good. If you think of the people that, you know, Matthew van der Poel looks incredible in white bibs. Mario Cipollini, you know, he's a terrible person, but he did look very good in white bibs. He's a very terrible person. How do I think? <laughs> he's an awful person. I think the white bibs is just looks super, super clean. You know, there's no room for wearing white bibs with having like big hairy legs though. And I think it has to be full Italian pro on holiday bibs, you know, full training camp. So got off the white socks, got off the white shoes, white bibs. I have worn the white long sleeve with the white bibs and a colored yeah. gilet over the top. It was a bold look. Uh, I think it's best worn just the white bibs and then uh, a different color on both. However, if people really enjoy the Spin Cycle podcast, potentially there could be a white skin suit coming out with all of our uh, non-existing sponsors. So we could leave patch, we could leave space. Yeah, we could fake, maybe we could just get fake sponsors. We'll, we'll make up sponsors. Yeah. So uh, why do I like the white bibs? I think the white bibs is very very clean. Um, I like the kind of aesthetic of the white bibs. They are a bold choice, and I think you really need to have guaranteed good weather. I don't think they're necessarily bibs for the guys in the classics, unless you're Matthew van der Poel. Yeah. And I'm nearly there, but I'm not quite there. How about you? What's your stance on the white bibs? Because this topic will come uh, up in every podcast, so we need to get it out you know, now. I, I think... I think I could get on board. There's quite a lot of, you know, you told me I'm not allowed to be agnostic about this stuff, but I can mm, see myself working white bibs because, you know, I am your friend and I want to support you and make you the best person you can be. <laughs> and in doing so, wearing white bibs on the cobbles in March could be that, is like the test of true friendship. You uh, could be that guy. I could, I could. Uh, what else? What, what what other questions did you ask? Was it just what else do I feel about it? Um, I think pro wise, Matthew Vanderpool, he looks he looks stylish in him. I think mm. your favorite, everyone's favorite, Rimko Evernapol, he looked good in the white shorts. He did it in the rain Remco's as well. Overrated. And then. I don't think Alaphilippe had white shorts. I can't ever remember. He was more of a classic black short, white, white world champs. Peter Sagan mm, definitely honor had the white jersey. At some point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Sagan, his white short look was good. Um, I'm sure there must have been like someone who's worn the white jersey in the Tour de France who's worn white shorts as well. Those those kits aren't as good because um, usually it's like the the leader's jersey, white shorts. They're, they're done without thought. Thought of how, like, you know, because they put black bits in places where there just shouldn't be black bits. You need that pure white. Just a pure white. Uh, I don't know yeah. how I feel about white white bib tights. I think they might be a bit too too much. Too much, much white. I think me. you need... That's yeah. a bit rich for me. I think, 
I think you need your calves out to to intimidate with the white shorts. Um, whereas I'm like, I think you should just go full white. I mean, but, I'm of the mindset that I think that um, it should be knee warmers only. There's never been a point where I've thought to myself, like knee warmers, first of all, look quite pro and look quite cool. The problem with the leg warmers, I mean, if your leg warmers have zips, throw them away, get some good ones. But I also can't get on board with the people who just use the full leg. What? I can't well, get on with that. Leg warmers or bibs. Yeah. Well, I, the, I use the both. Well, I use leg warmers. I use leg warmers with zips. Um, I think I would prefer not to have a zip. Uh, it is a bit annoying, but you know it is like going to be in there tight. Uh, and just tights in general. You definitely like. I went out in Regents this morning and it was like four degrees. You definitely need tights in that. I saw some guy like some guys. You know, really, really a couple in shorts, but it hurts my knees. I feel like I'm at that age now, like. I wear shorts in under 10 degrees L- later in the day. I just get pains in my knee. Like, why have you done that to yourself? So, but I feel like knee warmers. I'm like, you've just not committed. To, you want to, it's kind of like, you want to show how hard you are, but you're also not that hard. It's where I sit, where I stand so, with knee warmers of like, just, just accept the full type. So question for you, what do you think in cycling generally annoys you? overrated overpriced what's the one thing in cycling you could throw in the Thames uh probably like 20 pound socks like why does a sock need to cost mm. 20 or even over I think I've seen them for like 40 pounds and stuff like that and also like no mitts like cycling gloves when they're like 50 pounds you're like yeah. what the fuck is that all about like it's not even like it's not even a full glove you've got like fingerless uh so I think it's just like overpriced cycling apparel, which I know is like mm. fashion is like big markups. And that's why people get into like fashion businesses. Um, yeah. But I think like you, I want like businesses to make profit, obviously. Um, so they keep going and making nice stuff. But there is a point where I'm like, this is taking the piss. Um, I can't remember the last time I paid full price for any cycling kit. I'm always like bang on that archive sale. That's, that's what I live off. Cause I'm like, that's kind of like reason entering a sort of reasonableness. Um, mm. But I guess when you started buying cycling kit back in 2012, uh, now we're in what? Yeah. 23. Um, 23. Yeah. There's, there's been, I guess a lot of development in cycling kit from it not looking good to it looking really nice and really fashionable now. So I guess you're paying a, a premium for that. Um, but it doesn't mean I can't moan about it. <laughs> What uh, what you what annoys you in cycling, Cam? I'm gonna just list because it's top of my mind. Uh, oversized pulley wheels, ceramic speeds, you... oversized pulley wheel fairing cover. That's complete bullshit. It's not how <laughs> aerodynamics works. Um, the fact that win women's and men's kit actually isn't that different, so. Uh, it's a con, yeah. if I'm honest with you. It depends on brands. I don't want to make a sweeping statement, but uh, there is one certain brand that I need. It fits the same because I own women's and men's. I think that's it's, it's just a bit bit dodgy. It's not very inclusive, and I'm really not about that. Um, P- 
people who go and put winter tires on their bike grow up fix a puncher uh people who bang on around tubeless uh, i've never had a clincher <laughs> go so catastrophically wrong that i had to call my wife to pick me up and everybody's had that on a, a tubeless tire um, sealant everywhere people who are weight weenies people who are weight weenies you know like do you not respect the national hill run? no no you don't enjoy the hill no, climb I, I enjoy uh, the freak no. bikes because i'm like there's no way there's no like they just look fun don't they no if you're into climbing no, no, no. up hills no air you i know they say you can't see aero but if you'd see one of these freak hill climb bikes and then you see like an aero batmobile i know which one i'm buying the aero bike always looks nicer the weight weenie ones, it's because they like chop off the like the bars and stuff like that. I think if it looked like a functioning bike, but they made like adaptions, mm. it'd look quite nice. And I'll be honest with you, the another thing that slightly annoys me is the same thing annoys you. It's the cycling tax, essentially. That I think it was on the Nero show, shout out Chris Chris and Jesse, but mm. um the fact that you can buy like an Under Armour shirt for like thirty pounds, uh, but if you, you can't buy like yeah. a, you know, like a fashion cycling brand for under one hundred and fifty quid, um, <laughs> we might get into this conspiracy in a couple of weeks' time. But I do know the factory where all these garments are made, and it will surprise you. All of these big leading fashion brands are all made in the same factory in Lithuania, and. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know if I can. Like you, I bought nothing cycling full retail in years because I wait for the sale or I shop around or I buy bit, different bits from different places. Um, so that's what I think. I think because cycling's free to do, you buy a bike, yeah. go ride. The only way the bike industry makes money out of you is charging a lot for the after bits. Um, yeah. How about you? So, I mean, fashion, riding, you said you ride a lot of regions. Where are you going for your coffee? Where are you stopping? Where do you think people should go? Or maybe give us your secret spot, but nothing too secret because this might be a top 10 podcast and you don't want to get ranked <laughs> when you're getting your little oat flat. You know, um, I'd say before it closed, look when my hands, I think was like the goated place in London. Um you had your big oh, yeah. screens. You had the friendly staff. Uh, you'd get pancakes, a full fry up, or, or just like a little mm. croissant. Uh, I guess now there's not too much um, in terms of, I guess, you can bring your bike in and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So I think in summer, everyone everyone's at 40, uh, Fortitude mm-hmm. Bakery. Uh, do They are kind of a little... A little expensive, but you're paying, I guess, premium premium quality for that cinnamon roll. Um, and you get to sit outside, which is always nice with the benches. Uh, that's quite mm. quite the hot spot. Uh, I'm enjoying a bit of Via at the moment. That's, that's a nice, nice alternative one. Um, yeah. And then I guess my, my more secretive one that I enjoy, uh, which my mate Rue and Ollie took me to, was Mouse Tail. Uh, 
around the back of the post office in Farringdon. I can't remember what the road is, uh, mm-hmm. but it's on like a nice little plaza. Um, it's always pretty quiet. Nice. There's tables outside, so it's probably it's quite nice in summer. Uh, you know, they weigh the coffee, which means you know you're in for a like it's going to be good um they do a bit of pastries uh here and there which are fairly nice um mm. and then when even when it's cold you can literally leave your bikes outside do a bit of helmet tech uh and then just stand inside in the wharf and you can still see your bikes no one really walks past it's just like residents who come in um because quite 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 nice. alone. there's always like taxis and that going past um and then just outside Regents, there's a San Espresso as well. If you if you need a quick coffee, that's a good one to go to. Um, <laughs> what about uh, you? Uh, when when you're in the big smoke, where where are you getting your coffee? So I go Rosalyn on ah oh, Rosalyn, I think great. It's Queen Queen Victoria Street, uh, where Bread where uh, near Bow Church Bread Street. Uh, it's amazing coffee it's really really good they're really really efficient and i massively rate them we've been there a few times we've been there with There's friends eight people eight people behind that barista bar one's on milk, i bought some of their on coffee, coffee as well mate i bought some of their coffee took it home it was amazing yeah a little bit spenny to be putting in the old cafetiere but uh little know, french press maybe I love a French press. And when I'm <laughs> cycling, I typically I'm going to Giro in Isha. I think it was probably one of the first. I mean, Luck Monday Hans was one of the first, and I think Giro was as well. They sent a, they celebrated ten years in business last month. Oh, nice! Which is pretty mega. We are speaking to them about potentially coming on the pod, which is cool. I might go and see them next week. That's cool. And yeah, really cool. I like that spot because. They show the cycling in there. They've got beers. Uh, they do food. They've got spaces to put the bike and they give you locks as well. So if you want to put your bike on yeah. the metal locks or the metal bike stand outside the front, they'll give you like a, a zip lock, whatever it's called. And I think it's really good for if you're either coming out of London or you're going back, you know, where I live in Surrey, I think it's decent for, for that kind of thing. So I just got the two. It's Rosalind. Or it's Giro in Asia. Yeah, yeah. As as have you mentioned, one outside of London. I think the best one I've been cool. to outside of London, north wise, is probably uh, Spokes in Hertfordshire. It's got a it's got a nice little wood fire in it. Uh, you got indoor bit, outback. You got some goats, a little emu. Uh, they do some nice toasties. You get a uh, coffee and cake for six pounds. It's it's decent, decent little spot. When you said they do toasties, I thought it was you were talking about the emus doing toasties for like a split second. <laughs> maybe, maybe the emu is there. I don't know. Little chef, little emu chef. One question I have, you know, we probably haven't really actually answered properly, but what do you enjoy about cycling in London? As in, we talked about the scene, we've talked about, I guess, everything else about it. But what personally, like, what do you, what parts of cycling in London do you enjoy? Really good question. Uh, so I've worked all over town uh, in my career. So I've worked in London for 12 years. Uh, I've worked in kind of west to east, actually. I've worked in Knightsbridge. I've worked in Hoban City, Canary Wharf, 
worked all over. And I really just like seeing town by bike. I think it's incredible. I think the fact that there's now so many cyclists and you know loads of little cut-throughs and you get a better understanding of London or you you know you just drop in for a coffee or, and it's just a bit more visceral for years I used to leave my house in Wimbledon or I lived in Southfields for a while yeah and I would just get on the tube it was worse when I was in Canary Wharf <laughs> yeah I'd get on the Northern Line I'd get off of London Bridge I'd go to Canary Wharf and our building was in the plaza yeah I wouldn't go outside we had a canteen in the office. I wouldn't go outside. And it was just as I was living, you know, like a rat. Yeah. And when I started getting back into cycling, I was like, holy shit, like this is the kind of bit that I've been missing, even if it's just commuting or if it's dicking around, meeting some of our friends and you just decide to do a four-stop cafe run and you've done 40K. I think it's just, it's just a real kind of privilege i'd say to be able to cycle in london and um you know we've moved to surrey we may move back but it's certainly one of the uh, the drawing features of us going back i would say yeah. how about you what's um what's what's it for you um what i like is you can do whatever ride you kind of apart from like i guess mountains but you could do any sort of ride that you want to you can do a flat training ride by yourself like just going maybe like the inner circle in regents you could do a big chain gang where you like absolutely shell each other and try and beat each other up on the bike around regents um you can go up what 1k climbs at like seven percent in north london there mm. it must be what about 25 different climbs you can do um around Hampstead and highgate um what were you what was a good fun one would be doing like North London Hills uh, with Chain Gang in the on like a Saturday morning and then ending up in the Woodman pub at like 11 a.m. <laughs> after finishing it and like having frozen margaritas. Um, then Brilliant. it's all the all the coffee shops. You can go for like independent ones. Just if you're in a small group, just put your bikes outside, go in, get your coffee. Or, or you can go to Fortitude where there's like tons of other people on bikes. Um, there's lots of different groups um depending on what your mood is if you like if you're getting into racing there's like i guess clubs that really focus on racing if you're more about the community spirit there's clubs about that now where there wasn't used to be Mm. and then if you're like more of like i want to join a traditional bike cycling club there's all of those still exist as well so you've got like a real dynamic and diverse i guess landscape as well as like you can go down cycle paths and see like iconic things like the london eye and big ben and cycle through Westminster and cycle down like not that I would I'd recommend it you can go down to Oxford Circus uh to like Tottenham Court Road and you can see mm. the do like the bridge ride I think it is where you go over all the bridges and see all the sites go down to like Thames Barry and back um down all the back roads and it's probably quite nice and of course there there was quite a lot of just cobbled streets waiting for you to slam and pretend like you're Fabian Kensalara or Tom Bunnan uh in Perry Roubaix if 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 you so desire. Speaking of which there are rumors around London about a potential spin cycle end of season ride. Not to get too ahead of ourselves, but 
in March. The details will be revealed. The route will be revealed. And we look forward to seeing you there. NJ, how can people find out about our podcast? Where are, where are we at in the world? Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. We're on all of the podcast, I guess, channels, streams. I don't, don't know what the official term is for them. Um, so if you go into the show notes of this show, you'll be able to find everything. Um, we also have a link tree. I think on all the social medias, so you'll be able to go through all of them yep. uh, on screen. If you're watching this, we'll put a, a link up. Um, the main the main source is the Instagram, which is spin underscore cycle underscore podcast, and then on the Strava, we are what are we? Uh, spin cycle podcast on the Strava as well. Follow us there. We'll put the details of the rides. You'll also get the socials for who's going to be on the podcast and all of the kind of the behind the scenes stuff of uh, what goes on on a daily basis with us so that's it for this week thank you for tuning into our first one we look forward to speaking to you next week and our first guest is going to be yannick white from chain gang cyclist see you soon bye, bye. <laughs>